0: Welcome to Stydia Cast, where Stydia trash meets Stydia Garbage to be a complete Stydia dumpster heap. This season, we are talking about the episodes of Teen Wolf that have made us laugh, cry, and fangirl. Because Lydia Martin loves Style Stilinski and he loves her too. This is Stydia Cast, and Canon is maybe finally delivering. Hello, everybody. Today we are talking about uh, season six, episode eight, which is Will Wallace's second episode of this season. And you can tell um, we have <laughs> I just threw up a bit. Oops, sorry. We have lots to salt about tonight, so I'm not going to waste any more time, except for to say that my name is Rachel. I'm Ron Gazamon on Tumblr.
1: I'm Anya, and I'm Style Still Likes Lydia on Tumblr. I'm Rachel,
0: and I'm MadGrad2011 on Tumblr.
2: And I am Rosemary, and I am Your Boat on Tumblr.
0: And I definitely think that um, this episode was better than the last time we talked about, like, a Will episode. Um, I know that Rosemary hated it the most out of all of us, um, but I guess, like, the thing is that we all can agree, I think, that the stuff that we loved, we love, but the problem is that there is way more to hate and that's the problem it's like oh, the absolutely. amount of hatred well
2: and I said last week I said the good was really good the bad was really bad the mm-hmm. stupid was really stupid Ooh. the stupid was I can't even call it stupid I, I can call it ignorant and this I I have so many issues oh, so God, many me
0: too Um, I guess let's start off with one of the first scenes in the episode, which is the scene where Mason and Hayden are, like, driving in the car together, and Mason's, like, scrolling through Corey's phone, and he's like, oh my god, he has, like, hundreds and hundreds of pictures of just us and nothing else. Is that weird? And Hayden's like, no, he loves you. And I'm like, Hayden, that's not what love is. That's creepy. Of course, not like Hayden would have any idea of what a functional
1: relationship is, right? Like, am I right?
0: If Hayden yes. didn't have a tongue, her relationship wouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, that was
2: <laughs> oh, snap. I love that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's here is my issue with this scene, is that I, I do care about Mason, and I do care about Mason's story arc and what he cares about. I don't care about Corey. Stop trying to make me care about the loss of the character I don't friggin' care about. So I'm like, oh, he's crying for about someone that I'm glad is gone. Stuff trying to make Corey
0: happen. Corey is never going to happen.
2: <laughs> it was so funny though, like because the team wolf. I think it was the Twitter posted like a who's next, like and then there were none. Almost like let us cross off who's been taken. And I realized, oh, with the exception of Styles and Melissa, I'm glad everybody else is gone.
0: <gasps> How dare you do Christ, Argent <laughs> like that?
2: Oh, Chris Arjun too, and Chris, and Chris, and Chris. I'm so sorry.
0: And Dean. I'm so sorry. He's I'm pretty sure Dean got taken. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, I love him too. Take Except for up. Melissa, Argent, and Styles. everybody else, which
0: is 2.0, basically. Just yeah. take 2.0. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the scene with Hayden and Liam and the Ghost Riders, because I'm sitting there watching this scene, and I'm like, okay, here's what's going to happen next. Hayden is going to say... Liam, let go. Let them take me. And then I sat there on my couch waiting for, like, maybe 60 seconds. Like, I came to the realization this was going to happen maybe a full minute before she actually makes the decision to go, Liam, just, like, let them take me. And I just cannot believe how long and dramatic that scene had to be. I was, like, sitting there tapping my invisible watch.
2: (laughs) She makes the decision, and then there's a full another minute Mm. before Liam realizes it. Yeah. They're idiots. Oh,
3: my God. Well, yes. <laughs> but I think, like, all of the 2.0 scenes in this episode in particular were just so painful to watch. And so I was on the episode of Studio Cast that talked about the first Will Wallace <laughs> episode of the season, and you guys may remember that I was super salty about it, and I am just as salty this time too because it just it was poor writing and it was lazy writing like that was my biggest criticism I think of of this episode in general was that it was just lazy yeah I can absolutely agree with that
2: everything is lazy about it from the writing to the special effects I'm sorry your special effects should not look like high C ecto cooler they shouldn't that's what that (laughs) green shit looks like
0: yeah when they like when they like shoot people you mean like the green stuff? Yes. Yeah, I agree. That's pretty bad. I don't... And it's so inconsistent. So many things have been so inconsistent lately, and sometimes
2: it's like, oh, okay, that, that works. And other times I'm like, I, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching Nickelodeon game shows from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
3: like... It's not so as, good. as good as the Temple of Doom. I mean... No!
0: Do we have any other 2.0 complaints, or do we want to move on?
2: I could complain about them for hours. I think they're very unnecessary right now, and I don't know why we're focusing on them so much. That's
0: the thing. Why? There isn't going to be a seventh season, so why do they think that we care not much about
2: 2.0? Are other people unavailable? We know Tyler Posey's not unavailable. We see his Snapchat. <laughs> He's just fucking around all the time. He could be doing things on the show. He could show. be doing
3: Malia. Ah, <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That was, like, the, one of the only saving graces for me of this episode were all of the Scott-Malia interactions. Like, I loved them fighting together down in the tunnels, and I loved, too, the scene where he's trying to call his mom and she's there to, like, comfort him. Like, that was, that was a standout scene in this hot mess of an episode, I guess, for me. Like, seeing that a, interaction.
2: It was a standout scene, at the same time... And it, and it felt right, but it felt wrong at the same time because I wanted more of a character development moment for Malia instead of her just being comforting all of a sudden.
3: Yeah. I see that, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: I really like, like, Scott and Malia having a lot of screen time together, and I do think that they have, like, a really good, I guess, chemistry, like, when they play off each other. But my issue is that I feel like they're going to push this to being romantic, and I... I'm not okay with the fact that Kira left season five kissing Scott. Clearly, nothing was discussed. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be with the Skinwalkers, so we should break up. Like, you can date other people. Like, there was no conversation like that, so if they try to make this romantic in any way, I'm going to be like, see, the thing is, is that Scott is still technically dating Kira, and Scott would never do this to Kira. Malia would never do this to Kira. Personally, I think that malia should be pan and date kira but that's just me and i mean if anything like ot3 right there
2: oh no i totally totally agree with you i feel like if scott and malia got together as much as i wouldn't have a problem with it i think it would leave a little bit of bad taste in my mouth yeah because i mean i feel like scott and kira did the whole elizabeth and will pirates the caribbean thing going on there with her tail that's really what that reminds me of yeah you know you're totally right
0: We'll yeah. be matter if it happens. I forgot that he was still with Kira, and I hate myself for that. And now any any like positive feeling towards um Scalia that I had has vanished into the abyss. Like I was getting there, but now I'm like, no.
1: Yeah, see that's my problem, is that they're two beautiful people, beautiful actors, and they do great scenes together, but I can't stand the fact that they're like well, here we have two single characters who have been in relationships with other characters on Teen Wolf, but now they are both currently single, so let's pretend that there's no emotional baggage attached to them. And also, let's pretend that Scott is single, even though he probably isn't.
0: Ah, uh, Rick Reardon the syndrome. Wow.
1: Let's, pair, let's pair the spares. <gasps> pair yeah, the spares. I, I can't stand it. I just want friendship. Is that too much to ask? No, It's not. <laughs>
0: Um okay so um I know we like got kind of off topic but I know that all of us want to complain about Kira's sword and how Liam destroyed it or like he uh, he dismantled it he didn't literally destroy it but it's still rude is what it is
1: Oh my gosh I'm so done with every single time that they mention Kira this season or like do anything to do with Kira, it's just make it, they're just disrespecting her more. I'm like, it was bad enough when you didn't hire Arden Cho back for mm. season six, and now you're just like trampling her character into the dust. That's another reason that like Scalia is so bad because it's just another layer on top of every other layer this season of like, just acting like Kira's character is worthless, and that they can do whatever they want to her priceless ancestral possession because now Liam is in charge of the sword. Like, no. It's not yours.
2: And I think I'd be, be, I would be mad no matter what, if they broke the sword, but they didn't even break it for a good reason.
3: Mm -hmm. No.
1: And I mean, I know probably it can be put back together again. Hopefully, I'm like holding out hope that Kira comes back in 6B and then we'll be able to put the sword back together and things. But, like, it doesn't matter if Kira comes back at this point. I'm still going to be salty because they have done too much to the Kira's character this season. Just, like, it's so rude. It's so disrespectful. And it's, like, she was a minority and a woman. So it's just, they have no excuse. Like, there's no excuse.
2: Yes, yeah, so let's have all the white boys run around and destroy some things some more that are other people. Like, I can't.
0: I cannot fathom why a show that is so widely watched by females would think, nah, we don't need female characters. All the girls want is to watch hot boys running around. Like, what the. What? If you, even if you're being the most, like, basic cliche writer who is targeting girls, you know what girls love? Like, in the cliche general way? Interpersonal relationships. So what are you doing? Like, look at season three. Do you know what season three had more than anything? Different pairings of friendships because the pack was so huge. And, like, that's the thing that I miss the most about old Teen Wolf is all these different, like, friendships and groupings and combinations. They were so well written, so funny, just, like, wonderful. And they made me so happy. And now I'm like, what are you doing? It's like 2.0 with 2.0. Then the three seniors they have left are chilling together. And it's like, oh, there's Parrish.
2: And above all, I think I'm angriest, that, and I, I don't, I'm pretty sure this wasn't what they intended, but they had introduced her character and gotten rid of her, and it really seems like they brought her character in just, they could use her culture for plot, and I have a problem with on that. On the nose. okira Yes. Um, and on that note, let's transition to the Nazi werewolf.
0: Oh, Can good. We? Well, speaking oh of Oh, my course. gosh. All because right. that's
2: exactly what they did. There was no point to having that other than let's use this very sensitive thing to give a backstory about why someone is terrible and evil. I'm sorry. He could have been power hungry for lots of reasons. He could have been in a street gang or in the mob or been Donald Trump's assistant or something in another life. I don't care. You don't (laughs) take someone sensitive I think the thing (sighs) is that,
0: that's the thing, Rosemary, people are desensitized to it. It's been so long that people feel like it doesn't affect them. But like, uh, but if you look around the world that we're in, the same warning signs are starting to crop up. And th- that attitude of detachment is exactly what's creating this problem that could be deeper in the future. And Teen Wolf took
3: advantage of that.
2: Yeah, oh, sure. I'm not surprised they did it. They've done it once before.
3: Yeah. But it's just another example of lazy writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're literally like... The fact that they they've tried to take something that is already incredibly horrific, and and then tried to use it to further a plot or develop a character without without utilizing the history and and what actually happened in in terms of a teaching moment or a, a way to educate people about what happened and the atrocities that happened, it's I mean it, it's infuriating first of all. Um, but it it's another it's a lazy writing, and honestly, anytime something anytime something tries to utilize a, a World War II um, specifically a Nazi storyline, um, and, and they don't try to, to educate people about it, it's just it, it's a missed opportunity.
0: I agree. Um, I, I wrote like a little like rant about this a couple weeks ago, and I kind of wanted to like, read it, because I want people to understand why I've been so angry and complaining about this lately, um, so I'm just gonna, like, read it, and I apologize for standing no, out so soapbox. No, please don't
3: apologize, I'm,
0: like, genuinely upset about this, um, this, like, really, truly bothers me, and I almost didn't watch the season, so I want to make clear why I'm upset about it, um, so this is what I wrote, um... As a Jewish person, I am uncomfortable with the way Teen Wolf is turning a member of the Nazi Party into a supernatural creature. I feel that it dehumanizes the actions of the Nazi Party during World War II, which is exactly what we do not need, especially in a time period during which hate crimes are so relevant and a power switch is taking place. We need to remember that these cruel actions were committed by humans, not by werewolves, because humanity is the problem. It had nothing to do with the supernatural and it should remain so in media such as Teen Wolf, which is not even a period drama that discusses the entire intense ramifications that mass genocide such as this had on the minorities of this world. By creating the character of the Nazi wolf, Teen Wolf is creating a spectacle out of a historical event that should constantly be remembered by the realistic horror that it was, instead of being made into a fantasy story to make their supernatural TV show just a little bit creepier. And that's what I have to say about that.
2: I'm going to add one thing, which is just a call to everybody who is a writer in this fandom and and not in this fandom, to take a lesson from this, an educational moment from this, and not do this as writers and artists. Mm-hmm. Learn from this. This is not okay. We should not accept this.
0: Yep. Yeah. Moving on from the Nazi werewolf, um, can we talk about why people are remembering those being taken? Because I know the whole fandom is confused, and I'm wondering if any of you have an idea. Yeah, no. No, don't either. <laughs> yeah. No, they're just I Will like,
1: Sorry. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I guess it could be because, like, now that they know that the Ghost Riders exist, like, their remembering magic doesn't, or, like, forgetting magic doesn't work on them anymore, but, I mean, no, because Lydia knew the Ghost Riders existed when Styles was taken, so never mind. Plus, they (laughs) knew
0: in episode two, and they still couldn't remember their classmate that got taken until they found his relic.
1: Yeah, maybe it's, like, now that they've seen the Ghost Riders, like...
0: Lydia saw the Ghost Riders... Didn't she? When Siles got no, taken? No, she didn't. She never oh, saw them. No. So, so maybe confused. that's
2: it.
1: I thought, it's so dark. Who can tell who sees what anyway? <laughs> that's true. Honestly, I was like watching the, the fight scenes in this episode, like Liam and Hayden's fight scene with the Ghost Riders, and I was like, maybe they're actually doing a good job, but like, I can't tell, so <laughs> it's not- And me.
2: I'm bored. I'm bored. The fight choreography is in the dark, and it's not interesting, and it's not what characters I care about. Stop trying to make me care about characters I don't care about.
0: <laughs> They used to have really cool fight choreography. Like, one of the things I always... When I was trying to convince people to watch Team Wolf, one thing that I always used to say, like, around season one and season two, is the fight choreography is really cool. But, like, mm-hmm. and now it's... They don't u- they don't utilize the set the way they used to. Um, and they don't utilize props either. And that makes me, like, kind of annoyed. Because speaking of utilizing things, Lydia has active powers that we established in 5A and a little bit in 5B. She didn't use them at all after she got out of Eichen House. Fine. Whatever. Cool. Fine. Whatever. Okay. we Moving on. It's 6A. It's like we're basically we're what eight episodes out of five? B and Lydia has not used her active powers at any point once. What the Lenore. fuck was the? No, but that doesn't count because Lenore was like pushing shit at her and she was like return serving. Like Lydia doesn't use her active powers.
2: No, you're you're right. Yeah, like and it's they're painting her as this weak, reverent. I, I I can't. Uh, we know she's powerful. And everybody acts like she's powerful, but we never see it.
0: No, and they he... don't. Scott and Malia were like Lydia, get out of here, and I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? She could kill them.
1: <laughs> I know. It was like, I mean, I actually, I liked the, I, I liked the like fight scene between Scott and Malia and the um, Ghost Riders. I thought that mm-hmm. I like really enjoyed watching that. But like, it's there's so many plot holes. Like, why would you do, do go through all this work to give Lydia active powers and like make her interesting? Like, make her. <gasps> finally not not that that came out wrong (laughs) I'm sorry I got three hours of sleep last night
2: (laughs) um like Rachel calm down it's okay (laughs) go ahead Anya
1: um like finally you know she spent all this time like in the first few seasons like being like um at least as a banshee like maybe if i can find the bodies earlier you can do something about it you know like we've had all this where she's been trying to help the pack more and more and then they finally gave her active powers so that she can like help the pack during action scenes instead of like solely helping them with her mind and with her intelligence and like um strategies and all of that stuff and then they're just like oh well we gave you these but who cares (laughs) like Well, and they're not really
2: using anybody's powers. Like, they're not really werewolfing. They're just kind of fighting.
1: Honestly, I was watching this, and I was like, wow, action scenes. And then I was like, wow, we haven't had any action scenes this entire season. Mm -hmm. Like, we've had uh, the Nazi werewolf kill the Dread Doctor, which doesn't even count. We had, like, Theo be lame and, like, push Liam against a wall. Like, besides that, there's... Like, there's really been nothing, because it's all just, like, whips and, like, let's make people disappear from afar, and, oh, we can't fight the Ghost Riders because they just leave. And it's, like, one of the draws of this show is that it used to have action, and I was watching this, and I was like, wow, I haven't seen a fight scene on Teen Wolf since, like, 5B.
2: The most interesting action so far this season was that guy trying to skateboard away from the Ghost Riders. (laughs) You gotta
0: stop, Rosemary. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know, you're right, Anya, and I really feel like this season had the capacity to be super-duper interesting and character-based and, like, psychological-based. And, like, the Ghost Riders were never going to be the most physically interesting villain The problem is that they, instead of doing, like, instead of just going for the imbalance and, like, leaning heavily on their characterization, like, which, by the way, they did a ton of in seasons one, two, and three, Mm -hmm. instead of doing that, they just, like, they tried to keep up their same pattern, but, like, without any physical contact and physical fighting, and because your main characters aren't really engaged in that situation— It's less interesting to watch. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like, we still don't have any more information on the Ghost Riders than we've, like, got in episode two. Like, they're like, they're stuck in Beacon Hills, so they're not going to leave until everyone's taken. And, like, that's all we, like, they're not building on their knowledge of the Ghost Riders at all. And every time they're like, maybe this will work, and then it doesn't work. And I'm like, (laughs) like, you're not learning anything. Feels like we've been stagnant for, like, most of the season.
3: I... I had a theory about why they're able to remember um, the people who've been taken. You do? I do, a little bit. It, I mean, it's not, like, groundbreaking or anything, but I think it's because most everybody's been taken. I think where they're kind of the, the last people left in Beacon Hills, it's getting to the point now um, where it's clear that something's wrong, and now the people that they're... are very close to um, are being taken, and I think too something that plays a factor or plays a part in it, factors into their being able to remember is their relationship with Lydia. I think um, the fact that the ghost writers kind of they revere Lydia and fear her for her powers, and they're unwilling to to even try to take her because she's a banshee. Um, I think the fact that she cares for for her friends so much and she's part of, of the pack in, in such an integral way I think that that also affects how people are able to remember
1: Rachel what you just mentioned um, made me like think of something kind of random but um, it was also really interesting that when Scott and Malia were fighting the ghost riders Scott or she was like the Rift didn't take you and he was like I don't think they're trying to take me I think they're trying to kill us and I was like wait what <laughs> and i like i was like why wouldn't they try to take you they tried to take everyone else like why,
2: why would they take i me? had several wait what when we decide that moment That <laughs> oh, was yeah. one of them and also at the very beginning they were like he's gonna bite styles i was like oh. what the f- mother freaking okay. fuck? love
0: well, that escalated quickly. Um, I think that, okay, this is my theory. I think that when they had to rewrite episode seven, and I, I think they did have to re- rewrite some of episode seven, <laughs> yeah. um, I think that what happened was more shit was supposed to go down in episode seven, but then when they couldn't get Dylan for it, they had to rewrite it and, like, change some stuff, and I think more stuff happened in that episode, and we got to a different place, and then they just, like they, were, like, they were, like, reading over the script to episode eight, and they were like, ah! vibe, and they didn't, they didn't, like, go that? there with it. us. Can you
2: do
0: it again? No, I not <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, I think that's what happened, and I could, like, tell immediately, because Lydia just says it, like, you're going to bite Styles," and I went, oh, honey, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah. Like, it it was, was, they were like, "Yeah." And we're like, that's not gonna happen. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: so I thought that i really like this episode because it had a lot of alpha moments for scott where i finally felt like he was in charge of his pack instead of just like along for the ride and opening with like i'm going to bite styles i feel like if it had been a different situation like i can totally see how that statement would fit into the storyline because like they're talking about a way to like bring him back through the rift and then that's the only way and it recalls like 3b when he was like Um, in Riddled, when he's like, I'll do whatever it takes, you know, if you have this, we'll figure it out. And I thought, wow, that could have been so good if they had just made that scene like two minutes longer to have more buildup to it and like more explanation. But I think what you said with the rewrites is probably true. And that's why like that scene feels so short and so confusing. And in doing that, it makes like Scott's statement just feel like it's coming out of the blue when it could have been such a strong moment for him. And Mm. I felt it a little bit, but then I was like, first of all, having it come out of nowhere at the beginning of the episode, lessens its impact a lot because you forget about it by the time you're 10 minutes in. And then like, you don't, Scott's not on your screen again for 20 minutes and all you see is Liam. So like, you forget about all of the, like anything that Scott does and, Like, when he growls at the ghost riders to threaten them and stuff like that. Like, he has all these moments, but they're so spaced out that you forget that he's in charge. Because, like, I mean, you don't literally forget, because how could anybody forget Scott and Call true alpha? But, like, the the writers forget. They're like, oh, yeah, he's supposed to be the main character. We should probably put him in here for more than two minutes at a time.
0: Scott's other big scene... um... With his mom and calling her on the phone over and over again. Obviously, I was, like, heartbroken that Melissa got taken because I love her two bits and pieces. But Posey did mm. an incredible job in that scene. Just, like, the look of desolation on his face really shows how far Posey has come as an actor throughout the course of this series. Um, and I just want to say, like, how proud I am of him throughout this season. He has done an incredible job with a very marginal amount of screen time and um, script time they spent on Scott. I am super salty about this because Posey is the best he's ever been and they're not even taking advantage of it and they're acting like we give a shit about 2.0. Yeah
1: and like Scott I'm like I love all the characters on Teen Wolf but you know Scott's my favorite and like Scott's always going to be the character that I want to see on my screen and every time he's been on my screen this season he's been so beautiful and like doing his best and he's had like, there's so much potential. Like you said, like, Posey is doing such a good job. But they're just not letting him be Scott McCall. Like, if you would just put him in the script for more than, t- like, two minutes at a time. I just don't
2: understand! Do they actually think we
1: care about all these stupid-ass characters? They just love Scott. Oh, I know. <laughs> they could have, like, taken out... The entire, everything that was, like, the Nazi werewolf could have just been, like, there's this guy who wanted power, so he went to the Dread Doctors, and they made him into this hybrid. Like, having anything that was to do in World did. War II was so unnecessary, and then that would have saved so much time. That could, could be a change change in costumes. It's just, like, they sit there in the writer's room, and they're, like alright, what's a cool idea for the season? Oh, this would be a cool idea. Oh, this would be a cool idea. Oh, this would be a cool idea. And then they're like, don't understand the concept of editing down. They're just... You know what the season's it. been like? This season's been like there was a community theater that went out of business
2: and it had all these props and costumes that somebody had to use that were left over from something. So they decided to do the 80s flashback thing because that was left over. And then they decided the Nazi flashback thing because those were left over.
1: Why? Yeah, it's really, it's really bad.
3: And what's crazy is that there there isn't even continuity between some of the other historical plot lines that Teen Wolf has utilized in the past. Like, they did a World War II plot line in 3B. They talked about Japanese internment camp. But there's no connection made between that storyline and the storyline that's happening right now in this season. That storyline,
2: at the time, I thought they handled... Fairly well until it was yeah. clear they used the characters for the culture.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah. but it, it's just another, it's another example of lazy writing. On top of that, just adding to my salt, if if I had that little like GIF of the one guy who's like throwing salt so like attractively, you guys seen that meme? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm throwing in my Melissa salt because Melissa was so out of character in this episode. I hated it. The entire time, I was like, "Melissa, what are you doing?" Chris Argent is is like trying to do things, and you're just standing there, helpless. And Melissa is is like one of the least helpless characters on the show. And that entire everything that happened with Melissa made me really you are things.
2: right. You are right. Yeah. I, I know. Curse I, your
3: name, Will
0: <laughs> I feel like I Will I I thinks that the with- men have to like. Save the women or something because every Which time is why
3: he had to meet She's Lydia so Peter could have his redemption arc.
0: Yep, absolutely.
2: And Malia is super comforting and that's what she does. And Hayden has to comfort Liam. Why are the women constantly comforting these men?
0: Trope, 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 trope. And
1: are we? I know Melissa made me so upset in this episode. I I just like, I was sitting there and like the last just the fact that the last act she does before she gets taken is say. Jordan Jordan Or jo- oh, does she say Parrish? I don't even remember. But like who the hell cares? Who, yeah okay. whenever Lydia like, calls like, him Jordan just I cringe. the name of this stupid person who she has no interaction with and doesn't care about. And it's like this is not who she is. Like while like well while the Nazi werewolf had like Chris Argent pinned, Melissa was sitting there free to do things and they just she just yeah. sat there. It was they not buried like... a bunker with a bunch of
3: weapons. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like, it's Melissa McCall. She could fire a shotgun. Yes. Yeah. True story. Also, why,
3: why are they just keeping Parrish in the, like... Oh, sense? yeah, that was like, super weird. Like, is that just weird. where he is? Is he literally and figuratively, like, chilling? I know. Chilling, chilling. None like, like, of my business. He, like, has to sleep in a coffin,
1: except his coffin is, like, a water tank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's in the doghouse. Uh-huh. <sighs> um, Rachel has so many theories on how Parrish could die this season But we all know it's not going to happen Because he's been on set for 6B And that makes me sad
2: I don't understand what his purpose is this
1: season Abs Yeah I've actually and never understood his purpose And um, It's always been abs <laughs> Helping helping Scott lose against the Nazi werewolf Sure, sure <laughs> yeah. He did that too what do they think he's going to do? They're always like, "Perish, save
2: us." When has he ever saved anyone? Why do they uh, keep coming back to him? It's completely. Yeah. I think we don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. Why do they keep going there?
0: I guess before we go, we should talk about you know the thing we did like about this episode. <laughs> on a high note <gasps> the sheriff scenes were absolutely amazing um they were so beautiful i loved the way Styles' bedroom came back for him as he unraveled the string
2: someone give Lyndon Ashby a really big part and a really big show on nbc or cbs or something he'll get attention to Get attention for after this so the man can win a fucking emmy mm. yeah it's no. time he's That's just really good thing. he's never gonna get it for teen wolf but he is a very talented actor and he oh god the way he balances being upset about fradia who oh the way he balances being upset about that to remembering styles to talking about styles in this mm. reverence loving way that is the appropriate are you will wallace because i knew you were
1: gonna say that before you did (laughs) yeah um i was Go on it's so gratifying to have one character have like the part that he deserves in this episode i was like at least at least we have this at least this is beautiful and Like you said, like the opening scene when the room is coming together, I was just sitting there like, this is the prettiest thing that I've seen since Styles held Lydia's hand in the first episode. No, wait. No, I'm wrong. Since Scott wore that sweatshirt in 605.
0: God bless. (laughs) bless. I was going to ask Rosemary, I know that you were very, very, very skeptical of the Claudia plotline in 602 and I was wondering did it resolve in a way that felt okay to you or are you still pissed about it?
2: No I I think it resolved in a way that made me feel completely okay about it and I think okay. that's when she she walked in and he was like no this can't be and he was the one who made the decision that something was odd yeah. because he was the one who realized it and he looked up and suddenly she was gone. Yeah, It just felt very neat and it made sense to me and it broke my heart a little bit and his face broke my heart in that scene. Oh.
0: I think that him making peace with the fact that he had a son was what made him okay. Like, he, the fact that it was the sheriff's choice to remember Styles over remembering Claudia because he knew it wasn't right for her to be there, that's what really nailed that storyline for me.
2: And I think I was very concerned that they were going to have her be there for very sinister reasons and Mm -hmm. have her be there because she was being controlled or was there to manipulate. And I I like that they didn't make it any more complicated than it had to be. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was, I definitely, at the beginning of the season, when Claudia was around, I thought that she was going to end up being evil. And I was like, great, another villain for the season. And instead, I actually admit, like, it was, I was really grateful that finally we had a character treated with respect. And like, Styles's mom is this, like, thing that we've held up as such a good person for, uh, throughout all of Teen Wolf. So if they had gone, like, the, evil-possessed, like, brought-back-to-life-mom route or something like that in this season, I think it would have just been another, like, knife in the back to us. Well, and I I kind
2: of want to watch the season again knowing that she doesn't turn out evil because there are so many moments that I think felt cheapened because I thought that they were sinister. Like, when she yells at Lydia, what are you doing? Uh, And and lots of other moments, and I'm I'm glad we still have that
1: good plot. Yes. And I think it felt more, like, I really appreciate just the fact that she's there, like, to comfort, um, the sheriff, you know? Like, even though she's not real, like, she's still being a good person, a fake person.
0: Plus, Styles' name, I don't know if anybody really cared about the reveal here. Um, I didn't really care, but, um... It, like the whole fandom was acting so weird about it. I felt they were like, "Oh my god, that's so funny." Team Wolf's stupid, and I was like, "It was supposed to be f- funny." What? What are you? What are you guys no. doing?
2: I thought it made absolute. Me too. It made sense. Yeah. The only thing that was a little weird to me, and I know why they did it, because what are the two things that are consistent from the '80s movie? The fact that the main character's name is Scott and his best friend's name is Styles. I was like, why didn't they just call him Mitch? But I, I was an idiot, and I was really late at night. And, uh, uh, don't don't call him. He's not a Mitch.
0: You no, know, he really does not like a Mitch. Um, no, my heart. Reached out for the sheriff during that whole scene, um, and I love the fact that all the the main pack were together to hear Styles's name. Um, and it was just a really lovely moment in my opinion. And the sheriff scenes are why I am going to red string rate this episode, um, a three. Yeah, a three. <laughs> oh. Which is high for the Nazi werewolf episode, by the way. Like, that is, that is, like, generous of me, like, super generous. Anya, how about you?
3: Um, I'm gonna
1: give it a 3.3 3 just because I'm really glad that we finally got Scott back. I know, I know, like, there was so much bad about this episode, but I. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. 3.2.
2: You guys rate what you rate. Just know that my rating is going to be weird.
3: Rachel, <laughs> what's what's your rating? Um, I would probably give it, and, like, keeping it, okay, so I'm thinking about what I've rated other episodes, and I'm trying to compare it. I would probably give it, like, a probably a 3.2 as well, because but that's primarily because of the sheriff scenes and the Scott and Malia scenes. Um, but I mean, it that, that's literally probably the only thing that saved it ish hmm. in my opinion.
0: All right, Rosemary, rip it a new one. All right.
2: Friends, Romans, Stidia shippers, lend me your bullshit. 1.5. Oh my God. I, I was bored. They made me watch shit about characters I don't care about. The writing was poor. They didn't use Lydia the way they should have. Mm. They barely used Scott McCall. And the sheriff was the only redeeming thing, even if they did resolve the Claudia plotline that I thought was going to be bad in a way that I was okay with. 1.5.
0: Holy shit. That is some low, low ratings.
2: Is that the low rating? That is probably the lowest rating I think anybody's ever given. It is the lowest one I probably will ever give. This is probably one of my least favorite episodes ever of Teen Wolf, to be honest. Um, I'm really unhappy. And I, I was livid after I watched this. Because Nazi werewolf, because watching things I don't care about, I, I can't forgive that. And I'm angry and I hate Will Wallace.
0: Well, so. don't worry, because next week, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see Stiles beautiful face. Um, <laughs> which I am super <laughs> pumped oh, about. I didn't know
2: what you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna stop after, like, him in general and say his butt or something. So
0: I'm proud of you. <laughs> bare <laughs> naked ass will be on our screen <laughs> as next week, Team Wolf five, moves to five. HBO. <laughs> we will now be calling it Game of Wolves <laughs> yes. and with that in mind tune in next week to hear our discussion about Game of Wolves Season 6 Episode 9. My name is Rachel I'm Rongasm on Tumblr
1: I'm Anya and I'm
3: Likes Lydia on Tumblr I'm Rachel and I'm MadGrad 2011 on Tumblr
2: I'm Rosemary, and I'm Royer your boat on Tumblr, and I'm a really nice person once you get to know me. Not usually this negative. Occasionally and salty and snarky, but not usually this negative. <laughs>
0: sorry, uh, not sorry. Stop being an apologist about slamming Will Wallace's episode, to be honest, because I'm not sorry. <laughs> so anyways... I had no reasons, okay? <laughs> no, I did too. Just, don't, just remember, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, A, use protection, and B, don't appropriate cultures. Have a nice night. Thank you for joining us on this week's Cast. After next week's episode of Teen Wolf, tell us what you think of it by emailing stidiacast at gmail.com and your comment might be featured on our show. Don't forget to follow us on our Tumblr, Cast, or our Twitter, stidia underscore cast. A special thanks to our editor, Rosemary, row your boat on Tumblr, and to our wonderful anonymous donor for making Season 3 of Cast possible. See you next week for more shenanigans. You bring the tissues and we'll... Actually, we should probably be bringing tissues too.